Welcome back to the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast. I'm your host Hannah Golding, founder of Sparkles and Rhinestones and today we are going to be doing a topic piece, a discussion piece. So whilst there will be some advice in here, it's also a case of what you you feel about this piece because at the end of the day, we are the people who make up the pageant community. We are the consumers. We compete in the pageants. We give the directors our money. Um, we are what make the pageant world go round. I mean, without you guys, I wouldn't be doing a podcast and I wouldn't be buying really nice, pretty dresses <laughs> with the money I get from coaching. Um, oh, so, Well, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe my bank will thank me for that. <laughs> Uh, I had recorded this episode about two weeks ago, but I wanted to change it because I think it just came across, um, I don't know, some of the parts were a bit more hostile than others. Um, because some of it I'm very passionate about, um, especially being in this industry for over 13 years now. But unfortunately, I wanted to get it out as soon as possible, but I have, I still have an infection. I can't hear from one side, so I don't know if I sound normal per se uh, and Penelope also got chicken pox so you know there were nights of literally no sleep um poor thing but she's getting better I like to say I'm getting better but at least my face isn't half swollen <laughs> which was not fun uh this weekend we also get to go to the natural beauty awards which I'm very excited about so fingers crossed I can tell you on the next podcast I've won something uh but if not it's still great to celebrate pageantry because that's what we love doing. Now, on to the episode in hand. I have my own thoughts about this, and I've discussed this on different um, interviews I've had uh, myself uh, from my pageant title, but I wanted to ask you guys as well, get some, you know, different opinions, and it was overwhelming, like, how many of you wanted this one thing, which we will discuss, um, but also highlighting some of the other things and I have mentioned on the podcast before about some things we are talking about in passing I guess not in passing because you're listening to me but uh <laughs> you know it wasn't the main focus of the um of the episode but how can pageants be more transparent so when you enter the pageantry world, there may be things that you don't really know about pageants. Um, I always like to think in this, the reason why when I wrote the handbook, I wanted to bring myself back to when I first started competing, um, what I didn't know, what I wanted to know. Um, and that's why I've included so much information and went really in depth on some things because like, I didn't get that when I first started. How I first started was just applying and trying and failing and then maybe getting a win or two and then knowing more about myself knowing more about pageantry and knowing more about what I wanted to be as a pageant queen because everyone has different expectations of themselves and have different expectations of what a pageant queen is um and it's the same with systems and this is why choosing a system is so important that it needs to represent you you don't change for the system you know the system may change for you like you know, if you want to make that change, um, and it has been, there have been systems that didn't accept trans women, and now they do, there are systems that didn't accept married women, or women with children, um, and pageantry is adapted and changed, there are still some pageants here in the UK, uh, that don't, uh, that haven't adapted, and are stuck in the past, and you will kind of see that with, like, their views, um, so there's one thing, this is not <laughs> transparent as such, but 
there are some pageants that don't accept other pageant title holders. This used to be a, something that really happened back in the day. Um, like pageant super, super, I can never say the word, superiority, super, whatever that word is. Um, <laughs> you can tell it's been a long week already. <laughs> um, but it was that that pageant was the only one and like oh it's advertising and you had it because I used to work as a pageant social media manager um for um a couple of pageants back in the day and pageants are so scared of advertising other pageants and there are some things which I get but also as a pageant girl you're allowed to have choice and you're allowed to know things like I only knew of one pageant when I first started and then at my first final I found out about two others and then from there I just kept finding out more um and now there's there's so much choice um and easily to find um but so I always try and avoid pageants that don't allow that because especially in the pageant community we've said it so many times we have to support each other um it's the reason why I would count going to a pageant as an appearance, but that's another discussion for another day. Um, actually, it's discussing something that we will be releasing next week. Fingers crossed on the actual 1st of March, our birthday month. But don't quote me on that because I plan to do all of it in the half time. <laughs> and that didn't happen. I could not get any work done, honestly. My laptop was getting kicked out of my face. <laughs> um, it was a journey. But let's go into what makes a pageant transparent um and what you guys would like to see more of um and i want to be really clear on this we can't make this happen unless we actually create the change so you need to talk to your directors you need to talk to other pageant girls we need to be having these conversations um you know there are organizations that may help me in the diversity pledge is one whereas making pageantry more um more diverse more transparent um that could be another avenue to go to you know talking to different pageant uh talking to your coaches talking to yeah other pageant queens i think it's just it needs to be more discussed there needs to be more discussion because also sometimes it's how pageants advertise which could be misleading um i always knew that when i did the social media um for yummy i wanted to make sure that to make it clear that there was only three spaces that were like paid for. So the teen, Miss and Miss, and then the other ones were self-funded. So your international fee was paid, um, but like travel and hotel, because if you say everything's fully funded, it's not fully funded. Um, you can then go for words like your chance to, you know, the opportunity to. So this is why when you enter a pageant, you want to look out for these. So yeah, transparency is in their website, in their terms and conditions. Um, you should never sign up to a pageant unless you've read their terms and conditions. Don't just tick the box, read it. Because um, you might find some interesting things in there. I would never sign up to a pageant without knowing. I mean, when I was younger... <laughs> younger yeah take my money um sponsorship wasn't as expensive then as it is now but that's because of you know cost of living and things are more expensive price packages are better um 
it's all there. But let's go on to it. Yes, websites. How to make pageants more transparency is making sure that everything is included um, on the website. So it should be your prize list. We know prizes can be subject to, you know, certain conditions. But it's the same as if I'm entering a pageant that's going to internationals, I want to know exactly what is covered. I don't need to know. There might be a percentage here and there. Um, I need to know exactly. So what is the maximum? What's the minimum? like amount of money I'm going to get if I win and have to pay for my own flights um, or for my own hotel. If I'm staying in a hotel as included in my prize package, am I sharing with someone else? Because some people don't do well with sharing with other people, which means I might want to purchase my own room. Um, you know, how many people? Some pageants, there'd be four to a room. Um, because sometimes, like, those American beds are huge. I say that, like, I mean, they're normal size for me. <laughs> they're really high as well. I think just hotel beds in general are just really high. I'm not sure why. Um, you can't get a ladder to climb into them sometimes. Um, but yes, like, am I sharing with anything else? Is there going to be additional rounds I'm going to need to pay for when I go to internationals that are not optional? Because optionals are optionals it says it on the in the name like it literally describes it and we all know that we want to try but sometimes we can't afford to try um but if there's something that needs to be bought so for example when i competed in yami and why am i the second year so this is 2019 uh everyone was required to buy uh mark defang shoes um now we got a discount code and everything like that however for me I didn't fit any of them they only went to a US uh no hold on is it US 11 a US 11 which was like a UK 8 um like their sizing is very narrow um I have wide fit feet so like for someone who has narrow feet that's great I went for a smaller chunky one still couldn't get it on um so it was only for the opening round as well, so I wasn't judged. So what happens if I didn't? Like, I explained. I said, I don't have it. I have Chinese laundries um, that have the nude shoe, but I, I can't fit in these. Uh, <laughs> I can't fit in them. I can't do it. Like, And this is why it's getting sponsors that are size inclusive as well, because, I mean... <laughs> I don't think you'd get wider feet in the UK. But like a nine. Like, you know, and also... If you want to be accommodating for shoes, especially, I don't think shoes should be a sponsor of any pageant. It's nice to have it, but um, they should be an optional because, you know, for some trans women, their feet may be a larger size. Um, you know, my feet grew a whole size in pregnancy. So <laughs> I used to actually own a pair of Mars Fangs. Um, and afterwards, I could not walk in them because, yeah, pregnancy does that. If you have a pregnant, if you know on TikTok, the girl, the list, yeah, it's the feet. It's the feet for me. Um, but anyway, so if you have an opening dress that you have to buy, is to make sure that you know that that is there, that you need to have that. Because there are going to be additional costs for you anyways going to internationals. You need to prepare for that. And that's not the pageant's fault at all. Um, because you'll have additional rounds. Um, so... It could be where you're re-wearing all your national wear, um, as in like your national pageant. Uh, you're wearing, you know, the fashion you wore, the evening gowns you wore. There could be additional rounds. There are parties. Like there's so much more to consider. Um, and this is why 
as a director, um, we should be. I say we as an I am <laughs> director. Um, and we should be telling someone who wants to do like if they can't afford to do nationals, how are we going to afford to do internationals? I really want to tell this to a lot of pageant girls because we are seeing a lot of fundraising now for pageants and i'm not saying that's a bad thing at all because i did it for i did a sponsorship for my sponsorship i did a raffle and it's great however there's so many now it's very hard to choose and i think that you should if you can cover it please like like then you know you can do it but if you're struggling you don't want to have to book those flights and hotel and you find out you actually can't afford to eat when you're over there you can't afford the additional outfits that you need that are a requirement um so this is why it's like right if I was going to compete in a pageant where I had to pay the additional costs I'd make sure I'd have like nearly a whole year <laughs> I'd want to make sure I had a, a long time but the pageant community is very supportive and I know that you know so many of us will donate to help on the journey and sponsor even if it's national but you have to make sure that you consider everything before you go um and that's what transparency is on the website same with terms and conditions like for example um some girls may have done glamour shots before um and if in their terms and conditions it says that they're not allowed then you wouldn't put your money and pay your sponsorship to compete in that pageant the same with if you were on um some pageants don't allow like weight loss surgery or cosmetic surgery if you're planning to have any of those don't compete in the pageant that says you're not allowed it um and it's not saying you're not allowed it but for some people i'm gonna go off the cuff here um when it comes to some surgeries it can be seen as promoting the idea that you need to have those i'm trying to think of a nice way it is nice i fully support anyone who needs to if they need to alter it to find their true happiness personally for me i wouldn't because i'm scared (laughs) i'm scared of needles i'm scared of surgery i didn't want to have my hip surgery in the first place and that wasn't cosmetic but i wish they did i always say i wish they did when i had my c-section just tidy up a little bit <laughs> just do it well i was under i was awake for it um <laughs> I was fully awake just numbed um but for some pageants you know it's the association um because they don't want people to feel like you have to have this because there are there are people like oh this person has this designer so i'm going to use them this person has this coach i'm going to use them it's such a bad habit in pageantry that you need to break you don't need to follow what the winner does um although if you want to follow what the winner does for me like because of my title just mess <laughs> i'm joking but transparency on the website terms and conditions and amount of appearances um because I'm going to talk now about the advertisement of a lot of systems that say no appearance needed, um, no charity needed, you can just turn up on the day. I highly suggest not just turning up on the day um, because sometimes you're obviously you have to pay your fee anyways. But if you are going to an internationals, you don't want to hinder yourself by not having anything in the arsenal, you know? So, I'm going to use uh, when I competed. So, like, I'm going to, two different pageant journeys. UK's National Miss, appearances didn't count, didn't need them. My, um, for a winner, I only need to do 15 for the year. And I'm on 80 now. So, 
um, <laughs> of what, five months ago. So I knew I could do 15. Not everyone knew, you know, could do 15. Like, so you'd go to a different pageant. Um, for, for Yemi, I knew that, and it's the reason why I continue to do appearances, um, when I was pregnant, because Jan was like, you can just chill, because you are pregnant, like, you know, as long as you're active on socials, but, like, you're having a child, she said to me all the time, you're having a baby, Hannah, and I'm like, yeah, no, but I still, I've got a title, I've worked hard for this, I want to do stuff, but also, I knew that when I was filling out my application for internationals, there is a community service hours section, so community service counts for like, you know, your charity work, your pageant, like, so, like it's all combined into that. Um, because I actually won it when I went to the pageant in 2019. I was like, yes, I actually downplayed a lot of my hours. So <laughs> I should have, I should have gone higher. Um, but that's the thing. If you're going to internationals and there's like how many hours you have done and you've not actually done any appearances, and you get to do two or three before you're like, you've, you know, you, you kind of, you're not shooting yourself in the foot, but you're, you know, you're stopping yourself from getting there. Like if you have, if you don't have a platform and you're entering a system that is platform based and for internationals is a, is a big focus, you know, you're, you're stopping yourself. Um, and this is where the transparency of, yeah, you could do that to win, to nas- to win the national, but if it's going to international, you've, you know, you're hindering yourself. I also think as well, like, I wouldn't want to enter a pageant on the day that I've not done anything into. I've entered like a week before. First time I could be in Yummy, I entered a week before. And I entered UK in 20, oh, 2016. Yeah, 2016, uh, a week before. And I won the England title. Um, but the reason I didn't win the UK title was because of the appearances, because I hadn't done anything. I made, like, a portfolio of the, like, charity work and things. I've done the same with Yemi, because if you don't have an appearance book, um, to make, like, I would just describe the stuff that I've done, uh, so if that's going to be used in an interview, that'd be used in an interview. Although, <laughs> my computer in in the UK, there I think there was like ten people on the panel. I swear it was definitely eight. There was a lot. Um, it was a full big table. Um, there was a lot of judges there. Um, so at least one of them would know. Um, but yeah, that was the reason why I didn't win. Um, the overall title, which was fine in my pageant choice now, because I got England, so I was the highest ranking of the England contestants. Um, you know, then I competed in other systems because it was non-contracted. Um, so yeah, definitely like how it all worked out. But you know, for let's say for example, Galaxy, if you're entering last minute in Galaxy, you get 10 bonus points, and what those points are is 0.5. So it's up to five points. So 10 appearances, five whole points. You want to make sure you get those points. So I remember talking to one of my clients last year, or the year before. They're like, oh, I've not done much, so I'm not going to submit a book. I was like, yes, you are. You get on that and start designing your book right now, because those are points. Those are points that can decide first and second place. You know, obviously, if everyone <laughs> has done the amount, everyone's on a level playing field. That's great. It's the same as when people have like competitions, and someone's like, well, I'm just going to like them all. I was like that's defying the point because everyone's still on the same level 
you have to vote for the people you want to vote for. Um, and, you know, if, obviously, if everyone knows that you need to do 10 appearances to get five bonus points, they're going to do it. It's always been that way. When I competed in 2010 to 2011, it was there. I remember missing out appearances by one point. By one appearance. So sad. So, so sad. Um, <laughs> but, yes, so making sure the nationals are a reflection of the internationals so there are some pageants that this will physically not be possible because some internationals are like three weeks um but there are certain elements so obviously if you need a, a service project if you need um a plan if you need a platform if you need a an advocacy if you don't have one at nationals how are you going to develop it really quickly before you have to go off to internationals um if there are requirements that are needed for certain rounds um so let's say height requirements size requirements um nationals it's fine even gender requirements um if the nationals say it's okay but the internationals say it doesn't or they are you know not so frowned upon um but you know it's just the judges and the feedback you know said they should be taller or they should be slender or skinnier because we all know that there will never be and I wish I I wish I never had to say it but there will never be like a size 14 plus in the grand slam pageants and that makes me very sad because it should be but some of the fans are brutal and some of the judges are very old school and stereotypical um, especially in some countries where <laughs> literally being a size 10 is, is deemed huge. It's absolutely crazy. But if you want to have the best chance for your contestant to compete at internationals, there needs to be that set. It needs to be set to the international standards. Um, because that's what I always think when I was judging a pageant that goes international, my thought was, are they ready for internationals? If they got on a plane tomorrow, like obviously all their outfits are set, like we're not talking about that. If they got on a plane tomorrow, would they be ready for the competition? Literally how, was it one USA that literally won and then like two days later was flown out to, um, <laughs> was flown out to uh, the Miss Universe finals. Like that's what they're looking for. They're looking for someone on that level. Um, and that's what we should be looking for. Um, now, there are pageants that have different criteria, And this is why so many of you said um, to have the judging criteria online, to know exactly what the school sheets are saying, to know exactly what the directors are looking for, because you can give a wishy-washy thing of, we want this, we want that. We need a direct, like, bish, bosh, bosh, we need this. Now, when I'm saying some of this stuff, there are some pageants that already do this. There are pageants that have it in their handbook. There are pageants that have it on their website. There are pageants that tell this to them. Like for me as a coach, I'm very nosy. Um, <laughs> but also if I am training someone in a system that I'm unsure of or that I'm sure of, but I want to know more, I will message the director and say, you know, like maybe like, how is this the interview? Like, for example, when Pure's taken over, I asked Rebecca, I said, is it still a, a Robin round, round Robin, round Robin, round Robin style interview? Um, because that's what it is in America. Because um, there, there we go, it's reflecting. There's no point of training someone in a panel interview um, when they are not going to a panel interview. They're going to 
um, Round Robin style, which is a one minute individual judge, the same with IGM as well. And the miss get two minutes, but the rest get one minute and they have different judges, usually four. Usually four to Round Robin, only because like think of how long <laughs> you're going to be. Um, but some might have more, some might have more, you never know. Um, but uh, yeah, so... I, I need to know that because, as I said, if you're training someone in a panel interview, they have three whole minutes. So it could be where, for one answer, they don't need to give everything. Whereas another answer, like, then they because they've got time. One minute, you don't have enough time to go into everything. So you want to get your, your core points across, but you also want to get your personality. There's, there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of things. Um, but, yeah, like, I... I asked Jan before the spokesmodels when I was having my girls, I said, will they be sitting up or standing down? It's a simple question, because I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking about how they're going to deliver their speech standing up or if they need to be sitting down, like, um, especially with body language. Not everyone's going to think like that. Um, but the director, obviously Jan said, you know, stand in. Jan say standing or did I ask someone else? I think I asked someone else actually. But if I asked Jan, she would have told me. I ask around. I want to know, like, from past experience of people, like, how did you find this interview? What sort of questions were asked? Um, you get a general feel. And some of these are very easily findable on the websites or in the handbook packs. Um, you shouldn't have to dig to find information like this. Um so having a judging criteria, I want to see the score sheets and that's not necessarily saying them filled out. I want to know exactly what the judges are scoring me on. Some people are like, mm, don't really need this. It hasn't really thought because when I did a poll, I think there's only 2% that was like, oh, like, it's like, I don't really care about it. <laughs> uh, I'm not really thought about it. It's not going to stop me competing. But the rest were like, yeah, I really want to know this. Like... It would really help me. And there's always the argument of, wow, people just mold themselves to it. And it's like, no, it's just knowing that if this is the right fit for you. Because, you know, there is, there's a pageant internationals that has three points. And one of the point, um, like their three points of like what they're looking for is body. They're just, there's, it's not even like, ugh, I can't even think of the other ones. I think it's beauty, brains and body. But body, that in itself is, is looking for something very specific to your body type. Um, and I knew that I wouldn't fit in that pageant. I mean, I wouldn't be able to. I'm way too old for these pageants now. <laughs> but it's having the knowledge for that. Um, so how can we be more transparent? Put your judging criteria on your websites. Put it in your handbook. And I know there are already. So I'm not calling you out if you already do it. <laughs> I'm calling you out if you don't. Um, but going back to the next the national pageants meeting the international like what happens one thing I will say um and this is um this is why I had to re-record it last time you cannot say you are a diverse pageant if you don't accept trans women you can't say you accept every size every skin tone you know marital status life background if you have a restriction, like you have to be a natural born woman. What is a woman is the, is what is suspected on everyone's lips, like the hot topic at the moment. And a woman is not defined 
by what's in between their legs. I mean, legally, it's defined what's on their birth certificate. And we all know it's a very hard process to get that. But if a person, if a trans woman has gone through that process, a long, long process that can take years, and legally have the documents to say that they are a female, they should be able to compete in your pageant system because they are a female in the eyes of the law. And that's what we're talking about. Not talking about anything else. I'm not going to get into that discussion. But in the eyes of the law, they are legally defined as a woman, as a female. And they should be able to compete in your pageant system. So please don't use the fact that you accept any... any like, it's not. You don't. <laughs> You're not accepting that. There are only two pageants now i think in the uk i know one off the top of my head um which goes to internationals which is very sad because the actual um embody of it is actually a really good message um but there are some international systems that will be like no we're not changing and there are some that are changing for good like you know the whole big thing with miss universe changing uh married and women with children um i said pageants need to change they need to become more diverse um whether the attitudes of pageant fans still stick in the 70s that's up to them but if you're going to deny a trans woman to compete you also need to deny any biological females cisgender females um if they've had any type of cosmetic surgery if it's a nose job a boob job a, i don't know the other things injections they should not be able to compete at all because that's why you're saying a trans woman shouldn't compete because they have an advantage because of surgery um which is a ridiculous argument and i don't want to go on about it much further but it's very very annoying um <laughs> very annoying but yeah, why is it in your rules? It's just, it's ridiculous. So please, pageants, if you have that rule, don't say you inv- you accept everyone because you don't. You don't. You have specific requirements and you should own that. If you're going to take on the directorship, you should own that. It's hard though. I could never, like, all the systems I look for, I make sure that I will not, if there are rules that I don't like, you know, there are a couple of pageants I don't enter because they're faith-based. Um, and even though I might have some faith, like, I don't feel comfortable enough with some of the attitudes that are around it. Um, you know, there are some systems that have very restrictive rules. Um, not many. And in the UK, we are very blessed with how diverse our systems are and the rules. Um, you know, for me... To, for me and a lot of women to be able to compete pregnant would have been unheard of, you know, to people had their title stripped from them for being pregnant. Um, but this is why I said, like, if you are, you know, wanting to get married or wanting to have a child or you are pregnant, you're going to look at the terms and conditions and see what you can compete in. Because some, some systems will say you can't marry while you're a miss, like for that year. And they're not saying, they're not denying you that, right, it's in their terms and conditions that says, throughout your year as a miss, you cannot get married. Because you are a representative of miss system. Um, you know, or you can't have a child because then you come into a miss, like for some systems, some, you know, for some for miss, like you can have children, but there are some systems that 
as I said, more to the American rules, where if you have a child, you're automatically put in the Ms. section. Um, but anyway, on to that. So <laughs> scores and feedback. So many of you think that, what's you think? You want, <laughs> you want to have your feedback. You want to know your scores. Some pageants don't do this because it's the comparison and as we saw in some of the comments, actually, that people, they compared each other and it wasn't adding up and one person actually placed higher than this other person. Um, and this is why you want to make sure that you have a great system. <laughs> this is why I always praise. So two pageants, I know that do it, that you get them sent. Um, so obviously, I know there are some pageants that will give you a feedback as in just your highest round and your lowest round. Um, you know, that's what I've received for the past couple of years. Um... I know when I did Yemi, I had a score thing. I can't think of if it was like the actual scores. It was just like a summary. Um, but I know, so Royal UK, they send you all your scores back. And they also send you the highest score in your division. So you can see if you were the highest or like how many points you were off. Um, so they send that. And obviously they give you feedback if people put feedback on there. Um you know, and also IGM, IGM give you a score sheet, like it's a spreadsheet and it has everything in because they use a computer system. I think most pageants now, but I know the system they use because I used it for Canada Galaxy and I judged and it's a great system. And it, you know, it picks up all the scores because um, I judged one to nine, um, all the comments and they also film your interview how cool is that you know how i think more people should do this because someone said that they said to be more like miss universe um but it's like how cool is that that the videos that their interviews were released now i know here <laughs> at the uk people are like no don't do that i don't want people hearing my interview however like for personal feedback and personal growth to have a video of your of your interview would be great um it would be really good I love to know what I actually look like in interviews because I feel like I ramble a lot. So feedbacks and scores. I still have somewhere in my room um, the score sheets of my internationals for 2018 and 2019. So I saw exactly what scored. So I know where I scored a 10 in. I don't think anything was below an 8 in 2019. 2017, I think I got a couple of 7s. Um, but I know where I need to improve, what I need to do. Um, obviously, 2019, I was. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's great to look back and see what your scores were. Um, but also, it's great for a coach because we can see where you performed best, where you performed not so good. Um, <laughs> even if, and this is the thing, especially if you're going to internationals, um, some people are like, oh, you're the winner. You don't need the feedback. Yeah. But if you're going to internationals, you need that feedback because how else are you going to improve? Like you don't know. Yes. You may be the best in UK, but are you the best in the world in that system? Because there are so many, um, <laughs> but feedback is so imperative and I know that it's subjective as well because it's different judges different days we always say this all the time you know you could not be a winner one day it's actually really interesting because um IGM was uh just doing like the memories from last year because it was a couple of days ago and it's their final um so obviously they now moved to April but in the lineup 
there was um, someone who didn't win the Miss, who is now a national title holder going to internationals. Um, the same with actually in that same system. Uh, I think it was, oh, the junior, junior teen or preteen. I think it might be preteen. It might be preteen. Um, that person didn't win and didn't win that final, won the other final. You know, there are people who are placed first runner up in another system and then one on that night um, or placed in the top 10 and one on that night. Um, different pageant systems, different criterias, different judges, different outcomes. But it's still good to know that, you know, especially for me, like interview, you kind of would like to think that it's always on the same par. That they're always looking for someone who is, you know, has personality, who's talkative, who's knowledgeable, um, that should be a universal <laughs> experience. Um, but if one of my clients got five, I'm like, why did they get five? Why, why is that? When like, you know, sometimes it could just be like a personality, like, um, clash because they had a five and then the other people got like, um, marked him as like eight, nine and 10. Like, why is there a five there? And this is why for transparency, this is why you have a panel um, or you have more than one judge, because obviously for Ram Robin, you know, if there are four judges, it evens out the scores. It's the same as when some people go, oh, well, this person knows this person. That's one person out of five. Um, we're all going to know some people at some point in pageantry. Um, but yeah, like, it's one person out of five. Literally. So this is how we make pageants more transparent, is by, some people are into the judges known beforehand some patterns don't let the judges out until the day sometimes this is just because sometimes people put out how many times did i say sometimes that <laughs> uh i personally would feel more comfortable knowing who the judges were at least a couple of weeks before or a week before this is because it could be where you have a conflict of interest with one person that gives enough time for the director to be able to change that um that's my personal stance on it others and we have this whole oh they add the judges or try to be friends with them the judges should see through that i wasn't allowed to accept any requests when i was in when i was judging one pageant because that could be seen as like you know if i was only friends with them only friends with them um but when they start commenting on things and it's just like it, yeah it can be seen that way that basically it's for the pageant's protection as well as your own. Um, because if they're seeing that, people are like, well, this person was making this comment and this person was making that comment. Um, so it's definitely fixed. Well, it's not. Um, so, <laughs> like, this is why some of these rules happen like that. And sometimes they don't do it until the day, which I get. But I also get why you guys would like to know a little bit more in advance. 100%. You want to feel comfortable with the whole system you want to feel comfortable so transparency as well with directors so a lot of comments were about getting to know the directors more because i feel and this is something that i am trying to do i did have a director's talk planned last year then the football got in the way and then it just hasn't been rearranged um i think it's costly works i wanted to talk with more directors because I think it makes them feel more human. That's what I'm going to say. 
it humanizes them. We're not putting them on this pedestal or we're not scared because you should never be scared of your director. You should never be scared of bringing up concerns um, at all. And there is a project I am doing um, that'll be out in June about this. So, yeah, you go away. <laughs> you go away. Um, however, yes, it's we want to see them more. So when they do their lives, we're like, yes, we get to see that. We want to be more interactive. I think, especially some pageants do have social media managers, so it could be someone else commenting rather than, like, the actual director, but it's still, still a pageant team. It's still that appreciation. Um, and, yeah, you should never be scared. I think that having directors more present in pageantry is definitely a way of showing more transparency because then you can actually get to know them now, with this, you do have to respect that they are directors. They can't be friends of everyone. They can be friendly. And there is that, that balance. That, there is that balance. And we have to respect that. We have to respect their time and their energy. It's the same with everything. <laughs> it's the same with, like, your coaches, um, you know, other pageant queens. Um, you have to, you know have that respect and they will give that respect back um but yeah seeing directors more because like you know when you're behind a page like it's the page isn't it you never know who it is but like seeing the directors themselves it's it's always good as I said like I've made really good friends with my directors um and I and I am friends with other directors like it's nice to have a perspective of pageantry that you might not have had before now the one thing as well with the judges just bringing back to it is having a criteria for the judges themselves um because yeah it's like can anyone be a judge no i don't think any like just because you competed in one pageant doesn't mean you automatically should be able to be a judge there needs to be some sort of knowledge but then it depends on the system and what they are looking for because, and this is very important, this is why we always agree that there should never be current queens judging on a panel, as in for that system. So, even though I wouldn't anyways, because <laughs> I am, I'll be walking, and I'm also a coach, I would never be judging UK's National Miss, um, because there is a conflict, of, there's, a, there's a massive conflict of interest in the Miss party, <laughs> for a start. Um, but... I wouldn't want to be put under that pressure. I wouldn't put anyone else under that pressure of their win being taken away just because of friends. Um, and the whole system in general. Like, so... Because that's what happens. That's what happens when you have current queens on the panel. Some pageants, it works for them. But personally, and I know it's a big feeling, when I had the comments, when we had directors... You know, they're saying about why are current queens on the panel. I, and it's really sad as well, because it then questions those queens. Like, I wouldn't want to be questioned on my judging abilities, because I know what makes a good queen. Like, I train you guys to be queens. <laughs> I talk about it all the time. Um, You know, I know what's going to be great for that pageant and what's going to be the right fit. Um, And I'm nosy as well. So, yeah, I'm going to be on their social medias beforehand if we were confined. I will find that. That's what a good judge does. <laughs> I want to know. I'm not going to put it in my judging thing. I'm like, mm, is this person active? Uh, you know, what do they stand for? I've seen this. This looks really cool. Um, but <laughs> going back, 
going back to the whole judging criteria, you know, should they be in pageants so many years before they're able to judge? Should they have had a national title? Because we all know as well, with that, there are amazing queens who have not yet had their national title, but it's just been so incredible for the pageant industry. Um, so, you know, like, what are their links to pageantry? Because we all know as well that there are not pageant people on the panel. Do they know what pageantry is? Are they seeing it through a looking glass? Have they been told? Um, this is why I'd love to know more from the directors about how they choose their judges. What are the process? I know I have seen the process of some, but there we go. Um, so let's just wrap up, I think. And also my, you know, passing the torch to you guys who are listening, like, how can we? We need to make these conversations more pertinent. We need them out there. We need to be challenging pageants. Um, so recap to make things more transparency website make sure you include everything so any of the additional costs that may be foreseen in the future um the terms and conditions um because you shouldn't be putting your money down if you cannot commit to it because you won't get that back the terms and conditions are there for a reason there's to protect both of you not just one um and also as well the sponsorship we'll talk about this because a lot of people are like why am i paying so let's see you have your sash, so that's one part of it. You then have the rent of the venue, DJ, staging, staff members, the actual crown and sash itself. Now, there are additional prizes that may be sponsored, so those are the sponsors' responsibility. But for you yourself, you know, and if you're going to internationals, flights, hotel, entry fee. It's all of that adds up. Now, saying that I wouldn't be paying more than 300 for a national. Unless, like, there's some great prizes in. Or what's included? Because, you know, I say that, 300. But I think, now don't quote me on this. I think, like, GB is over 400, isn't it? But that includes your hotel stay for two days. As pageant girls know how expensive hotels are. <laughs> like the amount of points i have on booking.com the genius level like hello um <laughs> that's that's how it is that's what that's what's included so yeah because you'd be paying that anyways for your hotel um this is why you look at what's included in your sponsorship um they also have really nice sashes as well i love a fabric sash um i know it's not doable for all pageant finals uh but <laughs> the writing stays on them <laughs> the writing stays um a lot of you girls are looking worse for wear with your fa- uh, with your ribbon sashes can't read what type you are anymore because you work so hard so it's 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 doable but it's funny um <laughs> buy another sash girls um well they're saying that it's just cost isn't it as well because those can cost up to 20 pound um i'm very lucky well one of my sashes i gemmed it well, that's not up there, actually, so I don't know where that is. Um, I think maybe because it was gemmed, I can't put it in the clipboard. However, yeah, so looking at your sponsorship, national pageants usually range from 100 to 300. Um, pageants that go to internationals, um, so they are still a national pageant, but they have the internationals. Looking at 300 to six, 700 for some pageants. Um you have to look at as well like how many people are they just sending one person or they're sending a team um 
and bearing in mind with the team there'll be more contestants in one category than another so it's balancing it all out um so yeah and that's why sponsorship when you're paying it usually it says no refunds unless external extreme condition uh like circumstances because i remember this when i fell pregnant and i was competing in i paid my entry fee and i wish i hadn't at that time because <laughs> actually really funny i paid the rest of my thing to get my sash and I was pregnant at the time, I didn't know it until two months later. So why, body, did you betray me? Um, <laughs> but I said I can no longer compete in the final because I will be eight, nine months pregnant by then. Because those finals were in, I was eight months, yeah, because the finals were in March. Um, I gave birth in April. So I'd have been eight months pregnant. Although technically nine, because you're, you're technically 10 months when you give birth. But there we go. Um, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I will not be able to compete on stage. It'll be a health and safety issue at this point. Like, I compete when I was five months pregnant. Um, but, you know, and there, there are risks of that. However, like, yeah. Wadden in swimwear was not a good vibe for me. I could not wear heels. I remember wearing heels to watch a pageant at six month mark and I was like no <laughs> we're not doing these anymore we're not doing these anymore I think sometimes I put them on for photos like if I was going somewhere and that was it <laughs> I was like no I can't do it anymore I can't do it um and I wore flats for a lot and just wanted my tiptoes for the pictures um thank goodness for open toe sandals uh but yeah, so I explained that, and they actually did me a solid and said they could move my sponsorship over, but then I said I competed in another system, I won that system, I wasn't going to go, because, you know, technically I could have competed in that system once I handed over, but I just felt that was really cheeky, because that was me, as you know, it was, it's, <laughs> it was me, um, and then I ended up being Queen of Queens anyway, so that would have been avoided, um, like, if I wanted to have gone, which I, I, I don't think I would have because I knew the additional costs of what I'd be paying out. The same as what I did for like weighing up options to go back to internationals a lot. Um, because I knew I'd need hair and makeup and outfits and and all of that jazz. Um but yeah. Look at the terms and conditions. That's transparency. A website that has everything. I love seeing past winners as well. I love seeing the latest news of finalists. I love seeing all that. Um then we have judging criteria, so knowing that beforehand, uh, getting your scores back, getting feedback, because it's frustrating when you can't talk to a judge, but then sometimes the judge isn't going to remember everything, that's why they have it on their score sheets. Um, I know that sometimes there are some harsh judge out there that write some really cruel things. As a finalist, I wouldn't want to have those <laughs> on my feedback. Um, you know, so as a director, you have the choice of what you want to send out as well. And also, if it is additional work, um, I say this in kindness, to add it onto your sponsorship fee, or like for some people when they do charity pageants, um, and this is another thing for directors, if you are a charity, if you're if you're a director of a charity pageant and you're not giving out your scores, you should be because the charity pageants are there for development. But charge them extra. Make some extra money for the pageant, uh, for the charity. Like, you know, if it's going to take you additional time, but it's a service that's so needed and it, it will be why girls come back. Um, having the national reflect the international when it comes to scoring um, 
and having more knowledge about directors themselves and them being more transparent um those are the things now there are directors and pageants in pageantry that already do this so the call is not coming from inside the house for them but there are still so many other pageants um that don't so what can we do girls what can we do I say girls, obviously, just as a general term, uh, any gender who competes in pageants, but this is aimed predominantly at uh, females who compete in pageants, cisgendered or um, trans women, or non-binary, uh, non- the word, non-binary um, people who decide that they want to compete in pageantry, um, Although that does bring interesting questions of because it is a gendered pageant at Miss. Um, do we need to change? Do we need to change that? That would be a hot topic. Um, but I think especially making that decision as a non-binary person because they may identify as, as both genders or, or neither. Um, it's such a, a big spectrum that this podcast will not get into um and I don't have the knowledge for that I have basic knowledge um so with saying all that how can we be more transparent myself how am I being transparent when it comes to being a pageant coach because it's not just it's not just for pageant directors it's for pageant people in general like when it comes to events how can you be transparent so I spent all this podcast talking about directors and there's there's so much (laughs) so much more um you know, for events, give me a full cost. Don't just tell me a date. Tell me what's included. Tell me the price. Tell me where I need to be. Research where um, we can park. If there's going to be train strikes, tell us then. Research your dates. Are there clashes of dates? Um, we all know that events are going to clash. I know for my event next week, there's an event running in Scotland. And I really want to go to it. Um, <laughs> but... I didn't know the date until after I'd confirmed mine. Um, however, I have donated to that event. So if you are in Scotland, um, it's a Royal Scotland Royal Catwalk. Uh, really good practice. And it's all for charity as well. So it's really good. And you can even win, like, I think a cuff of your entry fee. As well as you get an interview session with me. Um, and other cool prizes. <laughs> um, however, with that, so... Um, it can be like being transparent with your pageant journey, um, with what you want to achieve, being transparent with your platform. Um, how I'm transparent here in Sparkles and Rhinestones is I'm I'm very transparent in the fact of like like our prices for a start. Because for some coaches you may not find their prices anywhere. Um, but it's breaking it down. I could charge more and I don't because my money goes like back into pageantry whether it's the hotel stays the outfits um or goes to other people's events and charity money (laughs) like it it goes that's where it goes um we have two set prices that's what it is transparent in what i can include in those and transparent what i can't do um you know especially when a lot of people ask me for walk coaching and they're like oh is this a bit high it's not you're as a coach you're allowed to charge whatever you want (laughs) there is no set guidelines um in the uk we are very cheap very cheap not just me like coaches in general are very cheap here in the uk um 
because we match, you know, what you guys are willing to pay. Um, if you're then paying American coaches like the, with those costs, we're like, hmm, maybe we should raise our prices because we are worth it. Um, but I always said that Sparkles is a platform where I want everything to be free, but I can't obviously give, you know, last week I did like 10 hours of coaching. I can't give all that time for free. Um, when I do other stuff like charity stuff for free and like I can't give all that time um it's a lot of time taking me away from somewhere else um but yeah transparent in what we do transparent in our um events and in our information as well especially when you're coaching more than one person in a pageant category um there are some pageants uh coaches that will just coach one person in division which is a great choice um for me I want to be transparent in the fact is that I want you all to win <laughs> and I will do everything in my power to help you achieve that. Will I say to someone else that you're going to win? Yes, 100%. Because I want to install that attitude in you. Not attitude, install that confidence. That's what it is. Because it's the confidence of knowing you can win, but we do also talk about the option of should you not win. And that is so important because you don't that like, you have to know if you know there's always the what if you don't win like oh yeah but I am gonna win it's great to go in that attitude but there's still that sense of reality um and it's also making sure that you don't think you're better than everyone else you can believe and hype in yourself and think yes I'm the best person for this but you're the best person for this but not discrediting others um so I'm very comfortable with that if I have different um girls in the same category i'm going to give you the same amount of attention um and training in those sessions and i will hype you up um and you know that i am coaching other girls in there and sometimes i pair you up together and you get to do appearances and you know i tell you like wow you have similar platforms you should do this or like oh this person has this do this that's how you know building that pageant community but it's in the knowledge of knowing that it is a competition at the end of the day, and also for myself, I'm getting paid. Um, it is a job for me. Uh, no, I guess, <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> like, it's it's that whole thing of um, the same with when I say, like, this has to be paid by a certain date. If you're booking a date in, like, it needs to be paid, um, I'm not saying that just because I want your money, which is always great, but it's just because, you know, it's someone else might want that slot. And, you know, I want to be transparent enough to know that you can come to me to talk to anything, but also, like, my time is precious. Um, the same as I won't respond to a message at half eleven at night, because my time is precious. Um, and it's the same with all coaches. We should try to be more transparent with, like, our read- readily available times. Um... <clears throat> like how long it takes us to get back to you I do always say like I'll try and get back to you as soon as possible it could be tonight it could be tomorrow it could be instant um like if you're looking for dates I'm like right okay <laughs> let me sit down and do it I don't take longer than a week if I've taken longer than a week then you have every right to go somewhere else <laughs> or like message you like excuse me you said you do this a week ago um, if I'm offering something that is free and is not actually part of the service, then it's be like, okay, um, <laughs> I'm trying the best I can. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's the same with uh, being transparent, competing, um, you know, joining in people's uh, campaigns or, you know, knowing to go like, actually, I'm not going to have this time. Like, I want to join everything, but I'm not going to have the time to do this. I'm not going to have the time to do that. There are so many other ways, like, because this is really quick, something you're like, this is what <laughs> no one actually said in the messages about other pageant people or about pageant businesses. It was only about pageants themselves, which I guess, you know, the question was taken quite literally rather than industry as a whole. But maybe this will question you now. How do you think that you could be more transparent? Um, and this is why as well, transparency is so key that sometimes, you know, when I'm feeling ill, I'm like, right, guys, full transparency, I'm not feeling the best right now. So no hard questions for me. Um, I'm going to try and do everything surface level, all the social stuff. I focus on different tasks. There we go. Or if I need to change something. Um, the same as this is my personal opinion and other people's personal opinions. It's not factual. Well, there are facts in it, but it's, it's opinions, isn't it? That's what podcasts are. Um, you could be listening to conflicting opinions. Um, but I cannot say that there are some terms in pageantry that are defined as in black and white. Like, you need to turn up <laughs> for a start. You need to wear clothes. Um, but, you know, like, what makes a queen? What my version of makes a queen is different to another person's what makes a queen. Um, and, yeah, so... I hope that's given some food for thought. I hope this episode has made sense. Um, I need to think of some more episodes. We've had a brand rechange because I've got my pictures back. And I thought that picture actually was really good for a podcast. Now, I should have actually been wearing something out. I had all these plans. <laughs> and then I just then I just forgot to actually do it because I had Penelope running around. Um, and that was the start of one of the illness. <laughs> I've been ill so many times this year. Not anymore, but I have some ASOS packages on my bed, which is some of my uniform, my uniform, <laughs> my pageant uniform, lol. My pageant outfits for UK's National Miss, because yes, even though it's five months away, I want to be prepared now, because we're going into birthday season, and then Beyonce, and then Pride, lots of Pride stuff. Um, <laughs> then we have the pageant, but thank you guys so much if you've got to this part. Um, it is our birthday week next week our birthday month even uh because our birthday is the end of of march but we have galaxy then uh we still you can still get tickets to our event on the 4th of march and make sure that definitely well it's the 4th of march is a saturday yes it is the 4th of march and then the following friday on the 10th of march we have an online interview masterclass this is just six pounds um so and that's an hour and that's where we go in depth with some of the questions. So we won't be going like, there will be some things like how to answer them. But we're going like what the judges actually want from these questions, how to answer them. Like we're going to do a really in-depth approach. Um, I need to update the slides because it's basically based on my last one we did for Switchboard. That was two hours. Um, and that was a bit too long. I actually mean, like it was a very good course, but uh, one hour... So if you want to do either of those, the link is in our Instagram bio and our link tree. Um, you can, of course, get the handbook and flashcards. There will be some available to buy um, at the March event. 
and we will also be at the March workshop for IGM. We will be there. Um, so I don't know if I need to order more or not, <laughs> but if you want to, you can still order them now. Just drop me a message um, with all that. But yeah, lots of plans. As I've sat here, I'm like, I need to finish off this top secret project, try on those dresses, finish my infographics for my own personal pageant page, and also tidy my house. But, you know, like... No one else has seen it but me and P. It's presentable. <laughs> it was presentable. It's all good. Um, but fingers crossed, I see what our events. If you are still listening, I will be at the Natural Beauty Awards uh, on Saturday. And I am still collecting children's books and face masks and pamper sets like bath bombs, um, lotions, all that sort of stuff for my local women's refuge. So if you can donate, please, that'd be amazing. I'd like to come away with some awards and not just bags of books, but <laughs> whatever, I'd be grateful because we get to finally go to the award ceremony and I'm going to get a personal phone regardless if I win or lose. <laughs> but thank you so much and have an amazing week. <laughs>